0: Love Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPAI Radio show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil. Technical advice by John Melanson. Sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology.
1: Well, welcome, everyone, to the 14th BDPAI Radio Show. I'm Fran McNeil, your host, and the DEPF, BDPAI Radio, links business, education, and technology. Tonight is Tuesday, December 27th, 2011, and we have three very exciting guests tonight, and we're just going to relax and enjoy their company and their wisdom. Our first guest is Ramon Ray, he is editor of SmallBusinessTechnology.com. Our second guest is Angela Benton, CEO of Black Web Media. And our third guest is Raven Stevenson, and she's a high school computer competition alum from 2008 and 2009. She's also part of BDPA Greater Columbia, and she is with the U.S. Navy. So we are going to take a very quick break um, with a commercial about BDPA. And when we come back, we'll be with our first guest.
2: BDPA is the premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group sites, Twitter and Facebook.
1: Well, welcome back. Ramon, how are you this evening?
3: You know what? I am doing very, very great, and it's great to be with you after Christmas. I feel like it's a Christmas gift to me, so thank you.
1: <laughs> oh, excellent, and I know our audience feels like this is an extra
3: present for them as well. Um, where are you calling in from tonight? Calling in from Montclair, New Jersey. It's uh, drizzling a little bit, a little little rain, but, you know, balmy weather, so uh, no complaint. There's no snow on the ground, so I'm fine. <laughs> right,
1: right. It may be a while before we get that uh, white Christmas back, according to the weather reports. Absolutely. So let's 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 jump right into the the technology, and I want to kind of tune our audience into a little bit about who you are and your background, and then sure. we'll go into some questions. So wow. com is a media company educating growing businesses in how to use technology as a tool to grow their businesses through events and online content. And I understand that you're author of Technology Solutions for Growing Businesses. You also produce the annual Small Business Summit, Taste of Technology Series, 12 Hours of Tech, and Other Events. And Correct. I see here in your bio that you have written over eight thousand articles and posts, all focused on technology for growing businesses.
3: Eight thousand—that's a phenomenal <laughs> number. And I can't say all the of them right? were great, but hey, I try my best. So.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Now that, that sounds like college. Get that stuff out there. Um, <laughs> what, what? When did you? When was your first post?
3: Probably in uh, April 1990, am uh, bad of the date. 1999. No, 1990. 1999. That's when I started the domain name. So, actually, if you go back, you'll see posts from, I think, yeah, 1999. That'd be, it's about 12 years ago, give or take. Uh, I think so. That'd be in April 1999. So, I've been writing for, I was writing back when there was, before blogger.com, before we called it blog, when you'd have to save your post, the techie's listening, and then FTP it. And you do that several times a day. And somebody told me, this is a blog. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks.
1: Wow! So you were ahead of the curve. Uh, that's right. that's really that's really cool. So how did you get involved in BDP? I know before we started the show, you said sure. that you were involved some uh, in some other professional organization.
3: Right? Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, BDP, BDP he, right. I think, I mean, for me, I'm always looking for ways. I mean, again, many of us in the African-American community span two hats. And again, it depends on your views and how you live. But for me, you know, I never want to be known as the black technologist. I'm a technologist. I have sponsors and clients and and, uh, people who who read what I write from all over. You know, I'm for all. On the other hand, I'm a black guy. And so in that I'm always looking for ways to engage further with my community and really more importantly to give back. You know, not so, much to, not so much to get so much, but to give back, especially to those who are younger than me. And uh, so I think really I was just on the hunt for organizations that I could support or give back to, and that's how it started. And one day I was working at a large, much larger organization, world famous, um, and, uh, and I was even able to give some BDPA students, uh, I'm not sure the proper name, they're not students, but you know, youngins, as it were, <laughs> a tour of the place. And so they were really impressed to go to this huge New York City area complex. Um, so that's how it started, just me looking for ways to give back, and I've been with BDPA, come to many of the events in New York City, and, you know, and, and been involved like that, so I've really enjoyed it.
1: Mm. So in terms of giving back, what what does BDPA allow you to do specifically? You talked about a tour earlier sure.
3: in the process. Well, I think a few things. I mean, again, yes, I do have a small business technology tour that I have, and BDPA has been kind enough on the national level, uh, you know, meaning nationally, meaning individual chapters, to see uh, advantage of that for BDPA members. So not only have I been able to give discount tickets, but I freely, liberally have given many complimentary tickets. So that's one example. Um, other examples, I think just being involved in the flow of what's happening, showing up at some of the meetings, being involved in some of the networking events, paying for a ticket, you know, that goes to support whatever the local organization is doing. So things like that, and I'm always, you know, emailing and saying, listen, if there's a young person who I can help. If there's somebody who's, who's struggling at something that I'm doing, maybe there's another guy who wants to do blogging, and they can't do it. There's many of us who can help him, but I'm raising my hand saying, feel free to send them my way, and I'd love to sit down with them for a few minutes or hours and help them with what I can.
1: Wow. well, wow, that's a very generous offer. And uh, I really appreciate the different ways that the examples that you provided in terms of support. Um, right. You're sharing your knowledge, sharing your access, um, supporting the chapter by buying a ticket, supporting the chapter by getting involved in attending an event, and I know we've had many chapter leaders on the show talking about um, what support looks like. So it's it, it's kind right. of cool hearing it um, from your perspective.
3: Right, and I now, think I do that because just people have done it so much for me. You know, just that's how I've been where I am, and I'm not anywhere high. You know, I'm not the president here, <laughs> but but you know, I'm in business and it's going pretty well. So just by being able to call up probably some people you even know and say, can I have your ear for 10 minutes to help me know about this or that? That's the only way all of us can get ahead, you know?
1: Right, right. Well, well, tell me a little bit about your book. Uh, You're author of Technology Solutions for Growing Businesses. How did that come about?
2: Um, Is
3: there a second or third
1: edition in the works?
3: Actually, ironically, there's one actually out already. So the first one is Technology Solutions. The second one that I've done, and it's on Amazon, by the way, as well, is Technology Resources for Growing Businesses. So it's kind of a part two of that. But I love to write. I love to – you know, I'm just a writer. I, I love to talk, and I love to write. So uh, I just poured a lot of knowledge I had about technology. Very simple, how to buy a printer, what is social media, what is broadband. All Imagine the top 20 or 30 things a business owner should know. I put it into a PDF. And then I went to Amicom, American Management Association. I said, listen, I have this huge PDF. Clearly, if you think I can write, it's here in front of you. Would you like to publish this? They said yes. So that was the, the launch of my first book. And then the second one I self-published, Um, That's a whole other radio show. (laughs) And then I'm working on a third one uh, with Wiley about Facebook marketing for small businesses. So I'm really excited uh, to finish that one up. But the first one really is just kind of an overview of how small businesses can leverage technology. If you don't know about it, if you read this in a one night with some tea or Coca-Cola, whatever you want to drink, you'll learn a bit more.
1: Mm. Hmm, That's a nice nice approach. And I hear that excitement. You you talked about two passions. You love to talk. You love to write. (laughs) And you put them into action. And you made something happen. You then took the initiative and reached out to an organization that reaches a lot of people. And said, here's what I've done. What what do you think? Exactly. Right. Okay. So no excuses. We're going to end the year on a note of no excuses. Just make it happen. (laughs) Well, Given that you're in the flow of things, as you mentioned earlier, what are some top technologies for growing businesses um, if they're thinking about growing their business through an event or online content?
3: Mm-hmm. And I think there's so many, um, of course, around there we read about and hear about it. But some of the ones that I think are some of the the hottest, I think, are, and I'll get, I can be specific or broad. But I think specifically for events, which is what I do, Eventbrite, which I like, and, and there's many, but Eventbrite um, has a great solution to manage events, especially manage the registration process, um, and and constant contact and um, uh, constant contact and another a vertical response. They make competing products on that too. So Eventbrite is one. Um, I think point two, mobile technology is very, very important. We all talk about mobile technology, but whether it's an iPad, a playbook, uh, a device from uh, Microsoft, whoever, it's important to leverage mobile technology as you're doing events so you can run them from wherever you are. And I think the last thing is not so much a technology but a mindset, and this is going on the content side, and that's where many of us have online content but not being afraid to upgrade it and being open to making it better on a regular basis. My own website has almost now maybe 10,000 posts approaching. It's going through an upgrade process tonight as we speak because I always want to make it better and better. So I think Eventbrite or some good registration system for events specifically, um, uh, mobile technology, leveraging it so you can really run your business on the road, and then another technology I think is the aspect of not being afraid to upgrade one's content, one's look and feel rather, uh, to make it better.
1: Okay, I want to delve into the last two. Um, I I love the sort of soundbite mobile technology so you can run your business on the road. Are Mm -hmm. there one or two examples of what a small business owner might be thinking about putting on their Kwanzaa list, putting on their, oh, let me get it at the post-Christmas sale Right. um, right now before the
3: new year starts? Absolutely. I mean, I think, and Verizon Wireless and AT&T both make this. A mobile broadband, I carry one in my bag everywhere I go. Um, it's a you know, small little device. Maybe you have one, but for those who don't, you know, Wi-Fi is great. You can go to a Starbucks or coffee shop or airport and you have it. But if you're making money on the road and there's no wi- free Wi-Fi available, what are you going to do? Besides connecting to your phone, of course. In that case, this mobile broadband card, you have to pay maybe $30 a month for it, give or take, means you can have Internet access pretty much wherever you are, taxi, train, plane, coffee shop, hotel, it doesn't matter. You can be productive. So I think that's point one um, that I would put high on my list. Um, point two, and this is really no cost, but whether you're using an iPad or any other mobile device, make sure you have the apps on that device that can enhance productivity. If you travel a lot. I use a tool called TripIt, Trip It. It's a godsend for those of us who travel, and you don't want to have to fiddle with paper. You want to know, did the gate change? So those are two.
1: Mm, okay, that's, that's helpful. And how about the, you talked about the mindset to upgrade your content and right. change your looking feel. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what exactly do you mean by that?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, think of what we do in the real world ladies who are looking for a guy, you know, the guy walks in the door, you make a decision, what, half a second, maybe a full second, by the time the front of his shoe crosses the door path, or guys are the same way. So my point is we, we judge people how we look. Our online world is the same way. Everybody is looking at your Twitter profile, your LinkedIn profile, your Facebook profile, and your website. Everybody's doing it before they interact with you. I looked on the, on the blog talk radio page of BDPA today to see what it was about. So, and I did it before too. My point is, we all do that. So if you're not looking as best you can, your, your customers or potential customers are going to go to your competition, which is a mouse click away, to most likely buy from them. Not all the time. But for people listening, I'm sure some of you created your website five years ago, seven years ago, three years ago. I bet today that design, that look and feel is irrelevant. It needs to be freshened and updated, just like you brush your teeth and change your underwear. You need to do that for your website.
1: <laughs> okay, um, I can see that we're going to need another conversation uh, because I am actually one of those people that's guilty of. I had a great look and feel multiple years ago, oh, right, right? And um, yeah,
3: yeah, that.
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I, so changing at least kind of taking an evaluation every six months. Right. Would that be? I would say
3: so. Right. Good. Good. That's a good rule of thumb. And even if you don't change it, at least you looked at it, you said, no, it's fine like it is, and it doesn't have to be a big change. It could be just, I want to make my images instead of 300 by 300 pixels, get a little technical, maybe they should be half size now. I don't know. Maybe Google Analytics is telling you that all your customers are watching or looking at your mobile content on smartphones. Hmm. How does it look on a smartphone if it looks like crap? you may need to go to HTML5, or meaning, again, for those who don't know, upgrade it to a better uh, tech- language or technology, as it were, that the phones can read it better. So that's the kind of thing I mean.
1: Oh, that's, that's really helpful. Now,
3: I'm going to switch gears. Earlier, sure.
1: earlier you talked about the fact that you have the Small Business Summit and there are things that you have done there um, in the past. You may have right. given tickets to BDPA members. What is the Small Business Summit? Um, where is it, how often, so give us sure. a little more detail about that.
3: Yeah, sure. The Small Business Summit's an annual event that I do with a partner of mine. We've done it now. We're going into our seventh year. And, 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 you know, I like to say it's very small businesses doing big things, and I'm very happy to say that. You know, I work out of a home office, and to have Dell and Microsoft and others sponsor it, I, I'm blessed. But in a nutshell, it's all the events. We have speakers such as Seth Godin, uh, the founder of TripIt and Hotwire, uh, the founder of uh, – Uh, 1-800-Flowers, as an example, of people who speak and many others, local and others. So great speakers, all day event, nice food, and and really you can network and find and sit down for a day and get awesome insight on how to grow your business. That's basically what it is. And um, we just wanted to do an event, and lo and behold, we thought no one's going to come, no one's going to sponsor it, and seven years now out, it's been a, a blazing success.
1: Now, where can people go on the web to you know, look that up right now? Thank you. Uh, yes.
3: web- sure. Sure. Right, sure. SmallbizTechSummit.com, smallbiz, B-I-Z, TechSummit.com. And, um, and if anybody emails me or emails you uh, referencing this show, I will give them a very sweet discount and some complimentary tickets. I love giving things away. So if they can find BDPA <laughs> and route it to me, I will get them in that event.
1: Wow, excellent! I love having bennies to give to folks uh, <laughs> as part of listening to the listening to the show. What, what's, a, what's a success story from one of the small business summits?
3: Sure, I think that one success story, and there's so many, I think, but one has been job finding. Uh, a lady at a at a, a friend of mine who's a local consultant, uh, she was looking for some employment at a big company that many of all of us know about, and uh, lo and behold, they heard her speak at my summit. And they said, Could we hire you? I'm like, Well they could have hired me, but <laughs> they said, Could we hire you? So she got a job. Uh another time an executive was late at night. You know, we're setting up and it's late at night and I'm tired and he's tired. He said, You know, Ramon, I'm looking for a director of marketing. Do you know of anybody? And at my event it's a it's a mixture of the small business owners, a mixture of small business marketers, you know, those of us who are marketing to small businesses. And um I gave him two names. He hired one as a consultant. So you know, there's so many stories, but really it's about connecting. And you have the big guys, the small guys in one room, something's going to happen.
1: Mm, okay. I can I can see by the chat. Folks are like, okay, Fran, what what was that website again? So <laughs> give the website small, again. People sure. are like burning up the chat
3: line. Okay, great. Smallbiz, B-I-Z, TechSummit.com, Smallbiz.com. TechSummit.com. And if they reference this show, I will gladly uh, give some of them complimentary free tickets in the New York area. Excellent.
1: Well, we are getting close to wrapping up, and I definitely want to have you back on the show in 2012. Great. And just as we wrap up, what's a final thought that you'd like to share with the audience given your perspective, your company? Sure. As an author, what would you like to share with
3: the audience? Yeah, I guess real short I'd say, and I'm not sure how short I have. I can go on. But I'd say, um, uh, one, don't be afraid of technology. That's point one. Two, don't be afraid to grow your business. I think three, network with other people, good people. And point four, be, be aware that the people who brought you to step A, you may need new people to take you to step B. doesn't mean leaving behind, but that means always be ready to grow and change like a butterfly.
1: Wow. good good information to take us into 2012. Well, Ramon, thank you again so much for calling in from Montclair, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Didn't let the rain didn't let the rain stop you And um how much are you on the road?
3: Uh not I mean during the fall I usually travel to about 6 to 7 cities within a 2-month period and then in the as it comes the new year um, it really depends, but I, not too much. I'd say about out of a month, I'm on the road 24 periods out of a 12-month period. So it means twice a month. I can't go more than that, or my wife would shoot me. So. Uh, so <laughs> right. So you're
1: really running your business from your home. Absolutely. Um, and you're you're living
3: the advice that you're sharing with others. You know what I do? My tech bag is full of mobile technology products, and uh, and I love networking. I love helping others, and that's the only way to get ahead. That's the only way to do it. That's it. That's it. Well, thank you so much for
1: being our first guest tonight, Uh, Ramon Ray, editor of SmallBizTechnology.com. So thank thank you you again for being on the show, and Happy New Year.
3: You too. All the best. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, joining us next is our very own Wayne Hicks, Executive Director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Good evening, Wayne. How are you
2: tonight? I am doing outstanding, Fran, and, and very excited by the, the words and the enthusiasm of, of Ramon Ray, and I am really looking forward to our next two guests, two powerful um, black women as well, and what they have to say about the technology industry
1: yes yes this is this is very exciting now, you bring a perspective from the foundation. what's been happening with the foundation? um what do we need to know? I've been seeing some emails um uh, encouraging people to support the organization so bring us up to date
2: well, let me just we're at the end of the year, and so we've reflected on the past this past year two thousand and eleven our thinking about two thousand and twelve. One area that we're going to focus on for the coming year is to fully fund and try to increase the, the dollar amount for the Jesse Bemley scholarships that we give out at our conference each year for the high-performing high school computer competition students. We're also going to work very hard to increase the amount of funding that we are able to raise uh, for local chapters we're very grateful to those local chapters that have identified liaisons with us, and and we're going to be actively working to get out an average of, of three or four grants per week on behalf of those local chapters. Um, one of those chapters I'm working with right now that has been very very active is is our BDPA New York chapter. Uh, Renetta English is at present and her liaison is Sean, is a gentleman by the name of, of um, Sean, and he is he's just they're both just doing an outstanding job of working with us to identify. Funding sources and to get the uh, get the grants out the door, um, so that's kind of what we're going to do going next year. I think the other two things I would share on for this BETF minute, if you will, is we're going to have a big focus on individual donors going into the year, and we're literally going to do going to, going to play small ball as they do in baseball and in some franchises. We're going to. Make a point of trying to raise $100 per day from individual donors through our online social um, network sites and, and places. And today we were able to do that. Corm Rhymes out of New Jersey, along with Curtis Jenkins out of Philadelphia, were two donors today that helped us hit our $100, you know, goal. And and we'll be out there again tomorrow, looking to do it, looking to do it as well. And I think finally, I just want to recognize an individual. Keith Warwick is a member of our BDPA Atlanta chapter. Um, four years ago, a little over four years ago, the foundation we created a group on LinkedIn, and so the BDPA group on LinkedIn was we created that. And Keith Ward, um, I met him when he was doing a seminar about LinkedIn at a conference, and and got with him afterwards and asked if he would be the um, the moderator for that group. And it has truly grown. And today we actually had our 3,000th subscriber. And uh, it's just very exciting to to see that kind of a growth for that particular um, online network. And, and uh, that's kind of where the foundation has been and where we're going, and we're very, very excited about the, um, the the potential for the coming year.
1: Oh, excellent. Well, thank you. And I am going to step up to the challenge, and for tomorrow I'm going to wait until – After 1201, uh, and I am going to donate $50 towards your $100 goal for tomorrow. So I invite our listeners to uh, meet or beat that, (laughs) or meet and beat that, uh, because uh, the foundation really, as you said, does wonderful work uh, throughout the country. And uh, again, Wayne, I really want to thank you for your efforts in providing the information, motivating folks, Um, you know, and just helping to make sure that uh, BDPA is in the hearts and on the minds and uh, written on the checks and part of the credit card receipts of folks all over the country. So thank you for the work that you do. (laughs) Karambe. Karambe. Well, Wayne, have a great evening. We are going to, I see that Angela is in the wings, and uh, we're going to Go right into the interview with Angela, CEO of Black Web Media. So, Wayne, have a great evening and uh, a wonderful start of the new year. And we'll catch up with you on January tenth, two thousand and twelve. Well, Angela, how are you this evening? Welcome to the BBPAI Radio Show. How's everything going? Okay, Let me just make sure that your mic is active. Okay, Angela. Hi. Yep, I'm here. Can oh. you hear me? Yes. Yes. Thank okay. you. Okay. Well, great. Great. Welcome. Ah, yeah, welcome for being on the show. Um, I wanted to tune our listeners in, just give them a little glimpse of uh, who you are, and. Uh, a, a, part of your bio is sharing that your experiences span a variety of industries and roles and you have worked at several businesses including realestate.com, lendingtree.com, and rushmoredrive.com and you've held roles at bizjournals.com, UPF, and Homes of Color Magazine. So I'm seeing that Banking, financial as well as media background, and you've held a variety of roles in design, marketing, development, and digital strategy and your expertise is in new media. Angela, would you share with the audience what what is new media today how how is that defined and what what might that mean for bdpa members and and our audience sure
4: um a lot of folks define new media really just as new forms of media that use um, technology and the Internet um, for means of distribution. So what that means for, you know, BDPA members, I mean, actually just this, this whole interview on Blog Talk Radio, that's considered new media. And, you know, Blog Talk Radio is a great platform. It really em- empowers people to um, create their own media. Um, and the same would go for, you know, the various forms of social media. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So you stepped out, and you're the CEO of Black Web Media, which publishes blackweb2.0.com, and your media is the leading online publication for African Americans interested in technology and new media. Um what gave you that idea? Why did you move in that direction? And and how's it going? We're, we're getting comments on wow, that's really cool. How'd you do it? Why'd she do it? Great, yeah. Um,
4: actually, Blackwell Two will be five years old in August of two thousand twelve. Um, so you know, I started it in two thousand seven, and um, around that time, I really just didn't see you know traditional. Uh, mainstream media or technology media surfacing what African Americans were doing in technology. And so I just decided to start it myself and gain community really quickly on its own. And um, I just kind of stuck with it.
1: Hmm. Now, what are you most proud of, given that you saw a gap? Um you saw a group of people that weren't being served and you there was something that you were interested in. What's what are you most proud of in those five years? Oh, it's so many
4: different things that, you know, I've been able to do with Black Web two and with the new Me Accelerator. So there's no one thing that I'm more proud of. Um and I think if I if I had to name one thing, it would really just be um the series of work that I've been able to do um, over the past five years or so and how it's affected African Americans in technology, specifically the NUMI Accelerator, where we're making a direct impact in Silicon Valley.
1: Okay. Tell tell us a little bit more about that. And and maybe, um, in a way, my question was limiting in in terms of the tell us one thing. What's that series? Um, How is it making an impact? In Silicon Valley, Valley, um, because I even got an email prior to the show. Um, someone wanted to know, you know, they're interested in moving to Silicon Valley, and so they wanted to know about your experience. But let's take a, a step back. What is it? What is it that you're doing? And and give us kind of the step by step.
4: Sure. Well, the Numi Accelerator is basically um, an incubator for underrepresented minorities in the technology space and so that's african-americans latinos and women and what we do is we take uh, founders and entrepreneurs and we bring them into the program it's about 12 weeks long it is a residential program um, and it's also a co-work program so it's really intensive you know it's almost like going to kind of a boot camp or college uh, for 12 weeks and when i when i say it's directly imp- impacting silicon valley it's it's really because you know it is we're based here in silicon valley so we're literally bringing people from wherever they live you know on the east coast and you know middle america and bringing them to silicon valley so they can um start to work on their dreams and passions and um the first cycle that we actually have was this past summer And um, it was in Mountain View, and we had about uh, 10 founders. It was a combination of eight that lived um, in a home that we had here for the program, and a a few others were actually local. Um, And CNN documented the whole journey for CNN Black in America 4, which aired November 13th. Um, And from that first cycle, about 60% of the founders that were involved actually relocated or have plans to relocate to the area. So when I say we're making a direct
1: impact, you know, we are. We're
4: we're bringing more people of color to the area
1: working in technology. Now, I know that BDPA um, publicized the fact that Know, CNN was broadcasting that and if people haven't seen it they can actually go on CNN's website and review that that footage.
4: Sure, they have um clips on cnn.com uh but the best way if you really wanted to get kind of the whole the whole show is to just download it from iTunes for about $1.99 um because some of the stuff that they actually have on cnn.com some of it is in the actual show, but a lot of it is extra footage
1: mm. okay okay good that's a that's a great suggestion now, are you planning on doing that again for two thousand and twelve, and if so what's going what are you going to do more of? what might you change um given what you've learned from the first series in uh, the summer of two thousand and eleven?
4: Sure, we are planning on doing more cycles. We actually have two cycles planned for 2012, and the first uh, cycle for 2012 starts actually February 20th, and it lasts about 12 weeks long, and then we'll have another summer session that'll start sometime in June. We don't have an exact date yet. Um, Our application deadline for the winter-spring session that's starting in February just closed on December 16th, so we'll actually be making our announcement Um, on who will be the founders that have been selected for this next cycle um, in about another week or so. And so that's really, you know, exciting for us. Some things um, that we've changed is, you know, people will notice uh, if they get a chance to see the, the documentary that the program during the summer was actually nine weeks long. Some of the things that we've changed um, and built upon based on feedback from the founders that were in the program where we expanded the program to, to 12 weeks. So that's something that we were able to implement you know, fairly easily. Um, not only that, we are consolidating a, a lot of the actual programming. So the speaker dinners and the co-working sessions that we have every week and literally every day, we're actually consolidating those so that founders who are technical and who are developers have more blocks of time for for coding.
1: Oh, okay. And what is the application close cycle for the summer of 2012?
4: That's not announced yet, but, you know, folks can go to newmeaccelerator.com, and there's a section there that says schedule, and we are updating all the dates on there. Um, and another great way just to stay up to date is to subscribe for the Me Accelerator um, email uh, newsletter and or follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. So we, we update to all those different places.
1: Okay. Okay. Excellent. And when you look towards 2012, what are some trends that you're seeing or you're expecting in terms of technology and new media?
4: Sure. Um, well, the work that I'm doing with uh, the NewMe Accelerator um, is its really kind of intense. It's something that I've been focusing on for about nine months um, straight. So a lot of the things that I see coming up for the technology industry in 2012 have to do a lot with diversity. Um, you know, the CNN special was so awesome and so great because they got a lot of folks in Silicon Valley Actually, talking about this issue of diversity and what people can change, and I've had several conversations with folks at Facebook, folks at Google, who are not only interested in supporting minority entrepreneurs, but they're actually interested in hiring um, minority, you know, engineers and other people, you know, involved in technology, and they're actually making a concerted effort to do that. So, you know, one of the huge things that I see that will happen in 2012 is just starting to see a little bit more color in the technology industry, which is, you know, not a bad thing at all.
5: Hmm.
1: And what, given that BDPA is here as an organization and has been vibrant as an organization for so many years, what might BDPA members do to be, kind of take advantage of that trend, be part of that trend, um, support it, Sure. Well,
4: BDA, BDPA, you guys have great relationships with, you know, companies like IBM and, and Cisco. So, you know, the advice that I would give some of your members is just to leverage the relationships that you guys have been able to um, secure and grow over the years. Um, One thing that I'm looking forward to, and we were able to to do this in um, an initiative that we have called New Me Community, which is actually a a local kind of version um, of the accelerator. So we're able to, it's not a full accelerator, but we're able to offer panels, workshops, and other kinds of um, programming to folks across the country. We have uh, over 500 members um, that have signed up. Um, but what I'm looking forward to is actually collaborating with BDPA, you know, on on some level in all of these different cities and just making sure that, you know, you guys have tons of resources that the NUMI community members have access to those resources and vice versa.
1: Mm, wow, that is a great kind of action item to start um, our chapter yeah. leaders and chapter members off with. So I see the chat lines going, oh, wait, okay, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's get right on that. So that's that's wonderful. And I think collaboration um, is a big part in the relationship building, is a big part of BDPA. Now, we are um, beginning to run out of time, and I, I do want to ask you to repeat the websites where people can go, your Twitter handle, and then also um, it just what what's a final thought that you'd like to leave our, our audience with? Why don't you first start with how can people um, get on your mailing list, how can people connect with you and what you're doing? Sure.
4: Absolutely. So if folks are interested in the New Me Accelerator, you can find out more online about that at newmeaccelerator.com. The That's other it. initiative that I had mentioned was New Me Community. You can find out more about that at newmecommunity.org. And you can follow us, of course, on Twitter uh, at New Me, Accelerate, New Me Excel, actually, and New Me Community uh, on Twitter. Um, and some final thoughts uh, that I guess would just want to leave some of your members um, is really something that someone just kind of told me when I was working on Black Web 2.0 and something that I, you know, continue to tell myself every day, because um, being an entrepreneur, or you know, working on uh, a project is is hard, and you know, it takes a lot of dedication. And even if you're not trying to be an entrepreneur, if you're trying, if you're in the technology space, and you know, you're trying to become an executive, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. And one thing um, that I love to leave your members, and I'm hoping that you guys will start the new year out with, is just to stay focused and don't
1: give up. Mm-hmm. Okay, basic, basic, and basic. definitely remember and apply. <laughs> Stay focused and don't give up. And I'm, I'm writing that down. Um, one of the benefits of we doing the show is I, I get it right, right right in the ear, and I can write it right down. And I do, um, I apologize, there was a question that um, I got emailed before the show started and I'm getting a reminder from Pablo saying, wait a minute, Fran, what about this question? Several, we have a BDPA member who is looking to move to Silicon Valley. And, um, you know, essentially her question is, what advice would you provide to someone who's thinking about an entrepreneur, a tech entrepreneur, who's thinking about moving to Silicon Valley? And I'm sure that's a whole show's worth um, but what are a few things that, um, in this case it happens to be a uh, African-American female, um, what are some things that she might begin to think about as she plans that move? And I don't know more about her background, her specialty, et cetera.
4: Sure. I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is to, you know, if you're coming here as an entrepreneur, if you're coming here, you know, um, as an employee with one of the, slew of tech companies that are are based here is really just finding the best location. It also really depends on, you know, your personal situation, if you have children, if you don't. Um, Silicon Valley is great, and the East Bay, Oakland, is also great and budding, and it's also way more affordable to live, so you have options there. Silicon Valley proper is pretty expensive to live, and so is San Francisco. I believe it's one of the most expensive places to live uh, in the country. So Oakland and the East Bay is, you know, definitely a great, you know, area to consider and the public transportation here is also really good, so don't be shy, you know, about venturing um to the East Bay to, you know, look for living arrangements there, but also networking. I think um one thing that I've had to continue to remind myself, I've only been here about 3 months and literally when I moved here, I had to hit the ground running and as such, I have to keep reminding myself, okay, get away from the computer, go out, network, meet people in real
1: life. No, no, <laughs> say it isn't so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a that's a great reminder. And it, it's actually a nice balance to the stay focused and don't give up. Uh, yes. Deliver the technology and, hey, there's real people out there, so go out and meet yeah. them. Well, Angela, thanks so much for sharing your time with us. Um, Have a great start to the new year. I know it's only a few days away. And uh, definitely look forward to following your success and um, getting people connected to the uh, newmeaccelerator.com website and newmecommunity.org. Yes, be blessed. Thanks. Have a good evening. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and Emeraldo is going to share a little bit of information about BETF, the BDP Education and Technology Foundation, and when we come back, our third and final guest, Raven Stevenson, will be joining us.
0: The BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPAfoundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. Well, what's the
1: Welcome back. Uh, well, we have lots of ads that we're ready to run, and we're going to hold Howard's Tea Country ad just for a moment. Um, Raven, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, Miss McNeil. How are you? Just fine, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. I, I want to read... Your uh, Just a quick snippet from your bio, um, we always like to feature our high school computer competition alums, and I wanted to share with our listeners that you were a participant at the 2009 National High School Computer Competition Championship. And during the conference, talking about, um, you know, Ramon uh, mentioned this in terms of Uh, some of the things that he's doing, and Angela mentioned this in terms of some of the things that she's doing. And during that conference in 2009, you were interviewed by the U.S. Navy, and they offered you a full-ride scholarship valued at $180,000 to attend Duke University, and you're now serving in the U.S. Naval Reserve as a midshipman while you complete your education. And you're scheduled to graduate in 2013 with a degree in biology and neuroscience. So congratulations. I mean, I am just beaming as I read that brief snippet because it's, it's like BD, BDPA from the classroom to the boardroom. I mean, it's happening. So, so tell us, how did you first get involved with BDPA?
5: Thank you very much Mr McGill, um first of all, and it's I have an interesting story behind uh, myself being involved in b d p a uh believe it or not b d p a was a program that was actually meant more so uh for my brothers than i uh my brothers and I are roughly each two years apart, and I have two older brothers so i'm I'm the youngest of them and uh, we were introduced to the BDPA program around the time when my oldest brother was in ninth grade. Um, I was around 11 at the time, and my father wanted my brothers to be a part of it to, you know, to give them something to do um, and another form of learning for them to be engaged in, and uh Me being the eager 11-year-old that I was, I wanted to be a part of it, too. I didn't want my older brothers doing something that I wasn't able to do, so I always asked to tag along, and uh, luckily the instructors had me in the classroom, and I got started with it from there, and I was immediately fascinated by just the concept of being able to build my own website um redesign websites uh computer programming all of those things really excited me at the time, and I guess uh me being competitive as I was, I wanted to you know get a head start in front of peers my actual age, so it was just amazing, like the opportunity that b d p a presented to me at the time, and um uh, I'm still in awe of it uh, to this day,
1: mm. Well, wow, that is a great story, and I know that we've had a few other folks that their siblings have been involved and been introduced to it. I And I know that um, Jamesetta James is working with some of the current high school computer competition students to work on a campaign, and as you were speaking, I was thinking that might be a recruitment strategy, saying, you know, if you're older or Older brother or sister is in BVPA. It's mm-hmm. time that you got involved. You know, don't be left out. Don't let them have all the fun, um, so that yes, we can yes. get people <laughs> get them in early. That's wonderful. Yes, wow. So tell me, tell me more about this conference back in two thousand and nine. You know, were you in the middle of the competition? Were you um, on the career fair floor, you know, how did this happen that you have this interview with the U.S. Navy?
5: Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. This is a good question. (laughs) Um, So it started uh, usually during the YTC conference and HSCC competition. They'll have the, the craft sponsored breakfast, and I have, like, the craft items on the table, and then uh, each team will be able to go um, at the end and grab a few of the items. It's, al- it's always one of the uh, fun and exciting parts of the conference um, that's not dealing with the competition directly. And so there, um, I noticed that there were a few naval representatives there, and um I was interested. I I didn't know why they were there, um, but I thought it would be a good opportunity to talk to them. And then uh, Miss Mildred Allen, who's also a part of the Greater Columbia chapter, she uh, advised me to actually go up to them and actually talk to them and see what kind of opportunities they had as far as um, funding for education. And so. Luckily, and this is one of the things that I learned from a previous BDPA conference about always being prepared, luckily I had uh, my high school transcript and this information with me um, at the conference. And so all I had to do was go up to them. Um, They talked to me a little bit about their scholarship opportunities. They asked if I had the information on me, and I did. I showed it to them, and they immediately got me the interview um, with Admiral that I needed, and it,
1: it went on from there. It was just amazing. Wow. I love, and I really appreciate that you kind of named me. Name. Um, Mildred has been involved in BDPA for a number of years. She, she really is a leader in working with the youth, and um, it, it's just heartwarming. I can, I can see her, even though I wasn't there on the conference floor, I can see her turning to you and saying, Okay, go ahead, this is your chance. Go up and talk to them. Ask you a question. Um and that's a big part of what BBPA is about. Um adults creating opportunities, encouraging youth, and being there to help make the connection. So that's that's really that's really oh, powerful. Yes. I
5: always referred to her at the conference. I always refer to Ms. Mildred as my mother. Um, because we kind of resemble each other a little bit, so I would always refer to her as my mother um, there, and uh, she she's been that for me. Um, I guess during the during the time I was in BDPa, she always was checking on me. Ever since I was 11, so you know, it was just oh. great having her around. Uh-oh.
1: That's wonderful. Well, I guess guess she's already uh, claiming her graduation ticket for uh, when you graduate (laughs) from the Navy, (laughs) when you graduate from Duke. Now, tell me a little bit more about the scholarship and Duke University and your major. I mean, BDPA is about technology and African-Americans in technology, and you're scheduled to graduate in 2013 with a degree in biology and neuroscience. How did you get to those majors? What's the technology connection? Sort of share with our listeners that that process. Um, what's it like being in school?
5: It's, being in school is uh, it's great. Um, I'm really glad that you know, I had the opportunity to, to go and uh, work hard in high school and be able to attend Duke University. Being there is great. And being a part of the ROTC program while there is even better because it it makes me uh, a more disciplined individual as far as time management goes. Uh, it keeps me physically fit, um, and I'm learning along the way about the military and everything. So it's, it's really just great being there. And Duke University is one of the greatest schools in the nation. Not not just saying that because I'm biased, but it's it's a it's a very good institution. Uh, I've met so many great people there, so many great professors there, and it's it's just everything that I could have imagined it to be. So it's it's great being there. Um and as far as me picking the uh, biology and neuroscience route, uh even as a child like I got I've always had so many different interests, but I think um, one of the main things that makes all of my interests tied together is uh, my goal in life is to help people. And as I uh, think about careers that will allow me to help people, um, the medical career, the medical field has always been uh, at the top of the list. And so that's part of why uh, I've chosen to major in biology and neuroscience because uh, those things interest me, and um, I would love to be a doctor someday.
1: Hello. Missing now? Yes. Yes.
5: Do you hear me? I do. I do. I'm sorry. I thought I lost you there. Okay.
1: No, no problem. So, how does being um, on the Naval Reserves and being part of the Naval Reserves as a midshipman? while you're completing your education, how do those two intertwine? Because at one point, you were out at sea. How do you manage classes and the reserve?
5: Right. So um, the ROTC program is, is kind of built for us to be able to uh, manage it with, with our education. Of course, it's going to be a little bit more difficult than... Uh, not being involved um, in in any sort of extracurricular activity. But as far as the ROTC ROTC program works, uh, during, I guess, the regular school term, is um, we'll we'll have our PT, uh, stands for physical training, we'll have that in the mornings, uh, do that every Tuesday and Thursday, um, earlier in the morning around 6 a.m., and we have a uh, one class that we need to take every semester, um, depending on what year we are um, in college, we have one class that we need to take each semester um dealing with naval science. And so so those things actually go together uh while while during the school term. And then over the summer uh each they'll have a Summer Cruise, which is a Training sessions, about A month, and it's They have a different One for each different year That you are, and so This past summer um, I was On The U.S. Army Burke Station in Norfolk, Virginia uh, And so this is this is All happening, like, while we're Out of school, and they structure it so that if I need to take a summer course or if I want to take a summer course to get ahead, then I can pick a different phase for my summer cruise. They'll have one from May to, like, mid-June, and then I'll have another from June to July, and then the same from July to August. So that sort of – they have that sort of set up so that you can be able to manage it while in school and still – over the summer, uh, have that environment of the Navy being around you because you have it during the school year as well. So it's it's, it's a great opportunity.
1: Wow, that now yeah, that that sounds really exciting. And uh, for a moment there, I heard the word cruise, and I thought, hmm. I suspect that what you're experiencing is a little bit different than the other folks on Virginia Beach hanging out in bikinis um, during yeah, the summer, but. Right Correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> so, um, so when you graduate, will you have a certain rank within the Navy? Will you have a requirement to continue on in the Navy? How does How does that work?
5: Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, you are absolutely correct. First of all, the cruise being much different than <laughs> a carnival cruise, <laughs>
1: um,
5: and. Yes, ma'am, when I graduate, uh, I will be an 01 in the Navy, which is an ensign. Um, And I have a requirement of depending on how many years um, I've received the scholarship. Uh, Typically, for your four-year scholarships, you'll have a requirement of eight years in the Navy, but it's split between five years active duty and three years reserve duty, um, which is similar to what I'm doing now, uh, reserve duty, almost. Similar but uh, I'm on the three year scholarship um, Because I was offered The Navy scholarship So um, I guess Close to my Entrance into Duke As a freshman I I believe it was about two weeks Before moving into my freshman dorm Um, It took a while For that paperwork to be processed And so I wasn't able to Join the ROTC program at Duke Right away but um, I started my sophomore year So because I'm on a three-year scholarship uh, My obligation time is two years less Because it's typically you give the Navy two years For every one year that they fund your education So that now I give them six years Split between four years active duty And two years reserve
1: duty Oh, wow Well, that's great And I, I really appreciate you explaining that uh, for myself and the listeners, because um, number one, the, the U.S. Navy has been a strong supporter of BDPA. Um, they regularly come to our career fairs. We're really deepening our relationship with them, and I think that you're a wonderful resource for some of our um, younger BDPA members, the high school computer competition um, members, the youth technology conference members, and even our college members to look at the Navy as um, an option as they grow themselves and an option to serve, uh, a way to serve our country. So I I really appreciate you sharing um, your perspective. As we wrap up today, and certainly um, since it is towards the end of the year, what's a final thought that you'd like to share with the audience um, given your perspective and your time with BBPA. Yes, uh, my my final thought
5: would be uh, first, I, I guess this is geared also towards those, uh, the younger listeners, uh, those who may be partici- to participating in the competition or the conference, is that uh, it's important to realize just how much BBPA offers uh to to each individual and that you should hold on to all of the knowledge that you gain there and continue to foster it because you you never know when an opportunity for you to display those skills that you've acquired over time will present itself but when it does present itself if you do continue to foster that information then you'll always be prepared to uh take on that challenge and uh, another i guess point would be that Uh, As of late, I've been seeing uh, peers from high school And so maybe becoming a little bit downtrodden And uh, I guess succumbing to reality Or um, in the sense that they are starting to believe That the things that they've dreamed um, won't come true for them Just because it, it seems impossible So I guess one of my greater points of advice would be to never dream within the realm of possibility because if you do that, you won't be able to accomplish something new. And that's what dreaming is all about, is achieving the impossible. So to to always keep hope alive in the dream that you have.
1: Wow, very powerful. And given that, that focus on helping people moving forward, Biology and neuroscience, just the, the mind is is very powerful, and that, that's a wonderful way to to leave us uh, leave the year and bring us into the new year, uh, to keep hope alive, uh, to, to go beyond the possibilities, and um, to keep that dreaming, keep that dreaming in front of you and be prepared. Different. Well, Raven, thank you, thank you so much for uh, being our guest tonight. I wish you a great ending towards 2011, and um, you have a bright future ahead of you. And so, uh, I don't know all of the uh, naval metaphors, um, but you know, you know, set sail, sail forth. You know, I, I just. I'm really just very excited that that you took some time to share your energy and um, I'd love to have you come back when we have some of the students um, online and I'm hoping that uh, you'll have a chance to attend part of our conference, if not virtually, to connect with the students so they can understand uh, where you are and begin to see themselves uh, in your shoes. So thank you. Absolutely,
5: Miss Ragnall. And thank you as well. Have a blessed and prosperous new year.
1: Thank you. You too. Well, we're going to take a brief break and hear a little bit about uh, Tea Country, which is based here in Philadelphia. And when we come back, we'll wrap up the show.
2: Tea Country sells organic loose-leaf teas from around the world that are Fair Trade certified. We also sell teapots and other tea paraphernalia. At Tea Country, we emphasize good taste, good health, and relaxation. Stop by our tea shop in Philadelphia. We're also available 24 hours a day at TeaCountry.com. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the real tea experience.
1: Well, thank you again for listening to the Tuesday. December twenty seventh, two thousand and eleven, BDPAI Radio Show. This is our fourteenth show. We will be back on the air in two thousand and twelve. We air on the second and fourth Tuesday of the month. So January tenth, two thousand and twelve, will be our next show. We already have our guests lined up, and you can check out our lineup on www.blogtalkradio.com slash BDPA. Thank you again to our guests, Ramon Ray, editor of smallbiztechnology.com, Angela Benton, CEO of Black Web Media, and Raven Stevenson, high school computer competition alumni, member of the BDPA Greater Columbia chapter, and also a Duke University college student and a member of the U.S. Naval Reserves. I hope that 2011 was a wonderful year for you, and I wish you a BDPA warm, warm welcome into 2012. Join us next year, and have a great end of the year.
0: BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology, showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, computer science academics, and people with a passion for educating our young people in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show is a regular exchange for BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPA PAI radio guest link, the diverse worlds of business, education, and technology.